0: So while we love exploring varied views and get a buzz from a healthy debate, by no means is this a one-sided forum for any one political view. So please listen up and enjoy The Politics of Everything. The world of small business has long been described as the engine room of the Australian economy. My guest today, Dale Beaumont, knows all about creating small business success stories Dale is an award winning technology entrepreneur, international speaker, and author of 16 best selling books. Dale started his first business at age 19 and has been building companies ever since. With a passion to give back, Dale's goal is to help more than 1 million entrepreneurs around the world with Bryn, the world's first business advisor powered by artificial intelligence. And he joins me today to share his knowledge about the politics of small business. Hi, Dale. Hi, Amber. Welcome to the show. We're going to jump straight in here. Mm -hmm. Have you always been interested in small business and how did your career begin, like at the tender age of 19?
1: Yeah. so um I was I grew up with a, a father that ran his own small business and so uh, you know as, as young as I can remember I was in the truck you know going to different jobs um, I was um, putting up decorations taking down decorations which is what my father did uh, on the on weekends you know he'd have to deliver invoice during Christmas he had to sign all of the uh, you know the, the the jobs and everything so I kind of had that I suppose in me but and the other thing I also had as, as part of my childhood was competitive sports I was an national gymnast and then represented Australia and um, and I had a lot of kind of energy and basically you know really strong kind of work ethic and so when I finished um, my school I finished my sporting career I entered the kind of real world so to speak I just found that everyone else around me was just moving at such a slow pace and having a lot of energy and, and being prepared to work I just thought the only really way to achieve my goals was to basically um, you know to just be the master of my own destiny and so I decided to to uh, start a business and um, and kind of like that's yeah been my life uh, for the last 16 years. so very passionate about small business and helping other people to build successful companies.
0: Absolutely. And so what was that first business?
1: So the first business was actually running programs uh, for teenagers. And um, basically what happened was when I finished school, I started to attend courses with people like Robert Kiyosaki and Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and Brandon Bays, all of the kind of gurus of the personal and professional development industry. And when I was at these events, most of the other attendees were people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and I was 19. And, and, I must have kind of stood out and I had so many people come up to me and say, what are you doing here? And you're so young. And, and then some of them said, wow, I wish, I wish I had this opportunity to learn all this stuff at your age. I wonder where I'd be today. And so I started to think of, you know, wouldn't it be cool if you could take all this information, which is kind of, you know, for at the time I thought adults <laughs> and, uh, and put it into a program that was relevant for teenagers. And that would be a really cool thing. And we'd make it really kind of like, you know, funky, we'd have like a dance dance um, kind of uh, machine there. We'd have like smoke, smoke machine and we have like a DJ and we'd play now movies. Now that's
0: dating you, Dale. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. Exactly. And we make it really fun and funky. Um, and that's what we did. We started off um, with the three-hour event and it's now a weekend workshop and we run a five-day camp as well. That business is still running six years later, 16 years later. Uh, and it's now expanded into seven different countries. So, that uh, was the first company and then things just evolved from there.
0: Well, there is a big difference between being what we call an entrepreneur, which is like the the, the term of the decade, if you like, and a small mm. business owner. And how would you differentiate that from your own experience?
1: Yeah, they're kind of terms that people use uh, interchangeably now, and um, but, but there is kind of like you know, a difference. Uh, the small business owner is normally the person that is at the cold face, the person that is, in in many ways, the um, you know the the kind of jockey. They're the one that's um, that's actually riding the horse or running the business. Whereas the entrepreneur is normally the uh, the owner of the horse, uh, which is not necessarily the same person as the jockey. And they're the person that has to you know hire the jockey and get the horse, and you know will kind of decide what races that they kind of uh, enter and will look at you know the longevity of that particular horse and when they're going to have to invest in a new one so the entrepreneur is normally someone that um, you know is a is a deal maker and pulls things together but they're not necessarily the person that's running the business but if you you might be sort of both you might be the kind of like the owner and also the operator um, so that that's kind of the, the real the, the difference the way I see it.
0: Absolutely, I think that's a very clear differentiation. Look, in Australia, small businesses are important employers, but according to twenty sixteen research that was done by the UNSW Business School, apparently they pale in comparison to big big businesses in terms of the number of jobs they've created in say the past five years. So, to me, there's a bit of a discord. We sort of think, oh well, you know, all these people are employed in small business, but it doesn't seem to be. The case, and then can you give us any insights having you know been in the landscape for such a long time about why that's kind of Shifting,
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, I think with regards to the, the, the stats, there is, and I don't know what the numbers are, but a large portion, I think it's over 50% of the, the workforce is employed by, by, by small business owners. So they do make up a lot. I think the stats that you're referring to is really the the number of new jobs that have been created That's in, right. in the yes, last the five growth. years, as opposed to the growth. And from what that research shows is most of the growth in employment has taken place in, in larger companies. And the growth isn't as as strong in small business, but we have had a really tough time, you know, in small business at the back of the sort of the, the GFC, and a lot of small business owners, you know, are, are sort of still sort of uh, struggling. And um, obviously now with different labour laws, you know, it makes it more difficult to, uh, to to hire and then let someone kind of uh, go if they're not sort of working out. Um, and a lot of small business owners they face a lot more competition than kind of ever before. And there's also offshoring that has sort of taken place as well. So there's a lot of factors why small business owners in terms of new jobs, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of like they're, they may not be creating as many. But still, the number that they do have is is huge. And they're a very, very important part of our economy.
0: And we do know that 97% of all businesses in Australia are in fact deemed to be small businesses, so mm-hmm. they're certainly punching above their weight in terms of overall representation in the business landscape. Looking a little bit at startups now, I mean, it seems to be the new black that everyone wants to be in a tech business, yourself included, yeah. and you're very passionate about that with with Brin, which you uh, launched, you know, a year or more ago now. How did the seed of that idea come to light? And I guess as you've gone through this artificial intelligence journey, what you what have you kind of learned about the role of technology interplayed with small business leadership
1: yes yeah, so um just explain the last part of the, the question again
0: oh look i just it's the idea that you know you've got you've got this seed of an idea for Bryn with mm. the world of artificial intelligence you can obviously see it coming um, you know like a lot of successful entrepreneurs you've obviously seen it before it's sort of you know real for everybody What's that interplay between what you've done with Brin, which is designed for small business, and and what have you learned about, you know, why technology is so important for small business?
1: Sure. Yeah, so I I have a a company called Business Blueprint, which I've run for for, uh, almost 10 years, and it's a business education company. And uh, what we do is we help small business owners to uh, improve their businesses. And we have uh, been um, obsessed by how do we help more entrepreneurs because the average kind of business coach, if you kind of call us that, um, would have somewhere between 8 to 10 clients because they see all those clients one-on-one. And so, that's really the maximum number of clients that they can you know, kind of physically see in a week or in a month. You know, we have done our best to use, um, to use technology in order to reach greater numbers of people. So, right now, we have around 560 clients that are all small business owners that we work with and one company serving 500 small business owners. Is is you know pretty impressive. However, our next challenge, which is where Brin comes in, is how do we help five thousand? How do we help fifty thousand? How do we help a million people all at the same time? And the only way to do that is not by seeing people one on one, or it's not what we do right now with Business Blueprint, which is running conferences and events. Because even then, we may get two or three hundred people in a room. You know, we can't serve tens of thousands. The only way is through technology. So why technology is so so appealing and so needed is it can help uh, businesses to reach customers at scale, at a scale never before possible, you know, in the history of the world. So that's really why we have um, decided that we set up a separate technology company, which we have called Brin and Brin sits alongside Business Blueprint and Business Blueprint is a great company that we're running right now. But Brin is a company for the future and it's a company that means that we can start helping and we already are small businesses business owners globally and we've had 40,000 people that have downloaded our product and we have thousands of people using it every single day and so um, it's a really fantastic um, platform and if you you know were interested in business or want to kind of learn more about improving your company then right now people can download the app for free it's not going to be free forever but uh, right now it is and so people can just go to the website which I think is is brin.ai is the website and they can download it and check it out
0: that's fabulous. I've actually um, hosted a series on there as mm-hmm. well, so there's there's a, there's a double plug for both of us. Yes, um, it's the one to many really on steroids. If you're talking about that sort of idea of you know I guess taking it global and the amount of people you can reach, which is definitely the future. However, you know, ABS statistics are showing that uh, with small businesses, sixty percent do shut down within the first three years. So that's a pretty daunting figure. Mm. And I think, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, I've got this great idea. I'm going to change the world with it. And, you know, it's going to be no, no more um, fluoro lights and working for other people ever again. In your experience, and you obviously work with a lot of different types of small businesses, what are some of the common mistakes that the small business makes in the early days? And I guess how can they avoid them the best as possible? possible obviously things like happen like you know gfc and things like that but beyond that what can people do to make sure those first few years really work out for them
1: yeah good um question i um i, I saw some sort of stats um, ex- someone said like 85 percent of small business owners you know fail because of uh Bad cash flow management, you know, which you know makes sense, right? Because uh, you know money is uh, is what funds a business. But that's kind of like saying, well, you know, the car stopped because the petrol ran out. Well, why did the petrol run out? Like, why? Why didn't the? Well, what? What kind of went wrong? And so, there's a whole bunch of reasons. It's not just cash flow management. Maybe that the the business owner um, was not didn't actually find a, a problem that people were were actually willing to pay money for. Uh, maybe they had the the right product but they had the wrong kind of messaging, they didn't kind of market it effectively, you know, maybe they had the wrong... Um Way of delivering their products and services. It could have been their pricing. They were maybe overcharging, or maybe they were undercharging, uh, which is more kind of common. Uh, maybe they didn't understand um, the fact that uh, yeah, there's you know, it's it's one thing to have a product or a service, but then marketing and promoting that product or service is a completely different skill set. Because basically, what happens is you know, if you've had a job before, you wear one hat pretty much. But when you kind of go into business, you're now wearing five or ten or twenty different hats, and a lot of small Small business owners underestimate. New small business owners underestimate the work involved and the amount of skills that you need to learn and the number of responsibilities that are suddenly yours. Like you are the marketing person, the salesperson, you're the uh, you're the customer service rep. You're you know, oftentimes the financial controller as well. And so you're wearing lots and lots of different things because you can't go out and hire ten people instantly to run your business. And so all of those become you. And a lot of people are good at the thing, uh, which could be you know, cutting hair. Or or landscaping but they don't understand the fact that marketing or selling the thing is a very different skill set and a lot of people think that if i'm good at what i do i'll I'll instantly be successful but it's not about being good at what you do it's about being good at marketing and promoting and selling what it is that you do Uh, and then obviously being able to um you know to scale your your business and so it doesn't you know take 20 hours a day to, to run that business because there's only so many hours in the day. So the, the short answer is there's a lot of factors that uh, determine why a business succeeds and why businesses other businesses uh, fail. But I think the two biggest antidotes to business failure is number one, education. You know, one of my mentors said to me once, the more that you learn, the more that you earn. So I've been obsessed around education. And the other thing is support. And that is by having access to a business coach or a business mentor or some other type of business community that you can get involved with because rarely can you you know you you can't solve your current problems with the same mind that created them you need to actually get input from outside influences outside forces because if you would if you could solve the problem on your own you would have done it already so you need to start surrounding yourself with other people that can give you that advice that you don't have so you can get to that next level
0: that's great, a thorough answer. So talking about failure, it can be a learning tool. I don't think it's a bad thing overall. In hindsight, at the time, not great. But, you know, from your own small business experiences, I'm sure you've had setbacks. What have they shown you about the journey to success?
1: So yeah, there are definitely lots of uh, setbacks and disappointments and you know challenges in in in, uh, in business. You know, uh, in many ways, it's um you know it's it's going from from uh, frustration you know to frustration with a little bit of excitement in between. So you know that's really what small business is about. And um, a lot of people just think that it's all smooth sailing. It's absolutely not. So you need to be able to understand you know that the business is a journey and there are lots of ups and downs in that and that journey so you know celebrate the uh you know the wins that you have because um that's a wonderful thing but also don't get too frustrated if things aren't going going right um because it is is a part of it you just need to keep going you just need to learn from them and you just need to keep moving forward um, so you know even even now and we know we've got a great business but there's still days that you know that are, 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 are challenging and uh, and difficult and I have just got to go you know tomorrow's going to be a new day and uh, I'm just gonna take this one on the chin start again afresh and just keep going forward so just keep going.
0: And perspective is everything, I guess, too. So you do wear several business hats and I guess one of your original businesses you you spoke to us earlier in the interview about is now the multi-million dollar enterprise, which we all dream of. Mm. It's also enabled you to do many other things with your life, become an investor, a philanthropist and, you know, travel the world. You've been to sort of 70 plus countries. What's next, Dale? Do you have an exit plan or is it going to be like you're going to be working until the day they carry you out in that box? Uh, Look,
1: it's sort of a combination of of both. I certainly, you know, don't necessarily – my my goal is not to sort of like retire. You know, I've I've, – done that when I say done that I mean like I've I've uh, traveled three or four months of the year I've had and I do do regularly have a lot of time where we you know travel typically we do two months work and one month um one month travel which is what we've done for for the last uh, eight years and after about a month of being kind of away from my team and being kind of like you know somewhere else in the world I like I can't wait to come home and get stuck back into work and get things done and achieve goals and and take their business to the next level and help more people so I just don't think retiring, I could probably retire for a month. But after that, I'm going to go, okay, what's the next goal? What's the next challenge? I don't believe that you can just sit sit around and play golf all day. So um I don't – that's not what I aspire to. I really aspire to just uh, – to to helping more people and that's really what kind of my my mission is and looking for faster and better and more meaningful more imp more more kind of uh, scalable ways of of helping people so that's really what i'll be doing for as, as long as i i can um and that's really what's next for me is what's next for me is to continue to grow business blueprint um like we have uh over the last um 10 years to reach more and more entrepreneurs locally and when i say local australia and new zealand but brin is really a platform that we can help develop entrepreneurs globally and that's really the next challenge for me is how do we help not just hundreds but how do we help thousands or one day millions of people all around the world that's really what gets me excited
0: So I'm a big believer that um, no one's got to where they are on their own. Do you have any special mentors or inspirational people that you feel have guided you at different junctures of your journey? And what have they taught you about business, about life and about success?
1: Yeah, there have been so many people that have uh, helped me over the years. Um, I think there's a saying and that is if if you find a turtle on a flagpole, you know they didn't get there on their own. Um, and that's kind of uh, a little bit uh, of you know my story as well that I think I'm um, where I am today because of all the influences I've had from so many different uh, people so obviously at the beginning it was my parents and then after that it was my gymnastics coach and then following on from that it was the people like Robert Kiyosaki and Tony Robbins and all of these kind of personal development gurus I've learned heaps from all of them and then after that it was different business partners and mentors that we've had over the, the years and uh, also some people know that in the past I wrote a series of books called the Secrets Exposed series where I interviewed over 250 uh, business leaders and experts and so I've learned from all those people as well so I can't it would be wrong for me to name any one person um, but it's really all of the people that I have met that have um, influenced me in so many different ways.
0: And I think I'm sure you've influenced lots of people too. I interviewed uh, another guest earlier in the week and um, he's, he's a little older than us. And he did say one thing that he's always found is it's not just about you being mentored, but the experience that that mentor gets from you as well. And Mm. I imagine you've mentored other people and individuals in your career. And I'm sure, you know, likewise, you've had that, that reciprocal impact. So I think that's really important to remember as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah that's really what it's about is how we can all help each other to uh to you know have more success
0: exactly so just to wrap up what are the top three tips you would have for our listeners who are curious to get ahead in the politics of small business you know there's so many things that you've shared with us today and so many pearls but are there sort of two or three things that really stand out that you think every business owner in the small business landscape needs to embrace and why
1: yeah so there is some, um, and this is Um, the message that I share anytime I'm in front of an audience because oftentimes people, you know, how do I market my business? How do I do this? And I share hundreds of different strategies, but they're really, for me, there's three principles that sit above all those strategies that are really, I think, the secret to to, to business success. Number one is you really need to invest in your education. Knowledge uh, can uh, really help you to... uh, you to to learn about what it takes to uh, to achieve in all these different areas like I said before the more that you learn the more that you earn and uh, so go to courses go to events read books, listen to podcasts, just like learn, 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 learn. That's number one um, is your education. And I don't mean school or university, you know, I mean like what people are getting now and what they would get from coming along to one of my events, that that type of stuff. It's
0: the more non-formal education. Exactly. And if you're an entrepreneur and a small business owner, you need things to move fast. And I think, you know, there's a place for traditional education. I'm a big believer in it, but there's also a place for that kind of more, you know, short-term but powerful action Education, I call it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's number one. Number two is to have a coach or a mentor. You know, you haven't got enough years in your life to learn all yourself through trial and error. You have to stand on the shoulders of giants or learn from the people that have gone before you. So um, having coaches and mentors is number two. And number three is really important. It's kind of like, um, it's like an unconscious thing, but it's your environment. It's the people that you surround yourself with on an ongoing basis, which will ultimately determine uh, how successful you become or where you end up you know if you're around a lot of people that think small and a lot of people that are really negative naturally you're going to think small and be really negative as well but if you're around people that you know uh, are much more ambitious and driven or they're achieving more success uh, than what you are then it's naturally going to it's going to rub off and it's going to improve your kind of um, your your skills so um, that's really the for me the three biggest ones invest in your education have a coach or a mentor and surround yourself with amazing people
0: Well, it's been absolutely fantastic to pick your brain today, Dale. If you do want to connect further with Dale Beaumont and his various businesses, there'll be some details on our show notes. You've been listening to The Politics of Everything. I'm Amber Daines. Until next time, keep well. Thanks for listening today. If you've enjoyed The Politics of Everything, we thrive on feedback. So please add a short review and share the podcast with your network and your friends and family. I'm also always on the hunt for fabulous new guests. So if you've got a view to share and an idea how to get our listeners excited, please email me at amber at bespokecoms, that's dot and we'll be sure to get back to you. Until next time.